Alright, episode two of season two. We did it. We did it. It's uh, it's pouring right now in Miami. Love is in the air. Valentine's Day is coming. Yes, it is. And this is right before the Super Bowl. It's a good time right now. But COVID's back. The COVID police. They, they were in hiding for a bit, but they're still here. I um, recently got a nice disciplinary warning from the school. Mm, we almost lost our Yeah, uh, I mean, if I get another one, <laughs> this podcast is chalked. My gut's telling me we might not make it to season three. Yeah, it's going to be my gut tells you. <laughs> we're going to out of nowhere have a mid-season finale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to yeah, take yeah. a little break in the take middle of the break. season this time. Yeah. Oh. So um, I'll tell this story. I told you, but I think it's, it's good. To yeah, tell I think it's good for the people. So to I got know. caught with a couple of people without a mask and uh, it was filmed documentary style and uh, put out to the people, which was nice. Anyway, gets to, you know, the dean. Now I'm in trouble. Told my mom about it just, you know, just in case it got bad. I thought I'd, I'd kind of get the jump on it, you know, mm. uh, up jump the boogie. And hey. she, she kind of, so I'm on the phone. She's like, okay, you know, sounds kind of bad. But, you know, she was like, she wasn't mad at me. She was just kind of like, she was like, wow, this could be bad. You know, cut to like a couple of days later, I get a text out of nowhere. She goes, Zach, I got it. Call me. I got the perfect thing to say. So I'm like, here we go. Give her a call. And she's like, drop everything. I hope you're sitting down. I got your jail out of free ticket. Um, Get out jail of jail out free. Of free. Nice. <laughs> what is it? Get out of jail. Get out free of jail. Card. Free card. She goes. She goes. Here's what you're gonna do. She's not asking. She's telling me. Okay. She goes. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna tell the dean you are seeing a therapist. He's worried about you. He thinks you have uh, severe depression and you need to um, you need to be around people without masks. <laughs> That's the key because it's got to be this natural setting. Okay. And she goes, this guy won't know what to do. He's going to give, you'll be nothing. And I said, you know, I, I, I applaud your creativity. This is not what I was expecting. Um, but I'm not going to do that. I think it could have worked. What does everyone think at home? I don't think this would have worked. I'm shocked. You think this because (laughs) again, I'm going back to the fact even like a therapist is considered a doctor. Right. Yeah. So, what doctor is going to be like? Yeah, you need to be around people without masks. Look, some of these. Okay, some of these nurses I've been meeting. You know who I'm talking about? I have you know, no like, idea who you're talking. What do you mean? Tons these of these nurses? type of people. You mean like UM nurses? No, like just everywhere. Like back at home on Long Island, you know. You meet oh, a lot of nurses. Yeah, like there's a lot of nurses like that would come to Garden Grill, like the restaurant. Okay. You meet these people, and it almost shocks you that they're doctors or of some sort, like they've gone to medical school. Yeah. No, the I type know. Of yeah. People you're sitting at the bar and they're like, did you know that the Chinese are the one that invented the vaccine and that yeah. 28 people die a minute because of the vaccine? You're mm. just like, <laughs> and then they drop on you. Well, I'm a nurse. So yeah. I see a lot of this. Yeah. I mean, are nurses doctors though? I don't think they are. Cause I don't think you have no, to go you're to right. They school. don't have, well, they're not actually doctors. Like they, yeah. they don't have their, you know, PhD. Yeah. Because if they would, if they did, then they'd be a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. But it is always interesting to me. Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. I mean, I will say I told you, like, I had to see um, this doctor over break because, like, I 
my mom wanted me to go to blood tests because she, she thought I was like anemic. Anyway, um, nice. I go there. This doctor instantly became my favorite doctor. First time I go into. Here's the thing with the doctors. I was telling you about this. Like, you never know where to go. Like, they're like, they like the woman's like, all right, go over there, and you like walk over there, and there's like six doors, yeah, oh, and you're kind of like, what, like which one? And they're all open. All open. And they're like, and then I like finally find the doctor. He's got the mask on, but he's got like beads. He's got like a bead necklace situation, and he's like, yeah, go like again. He's like, go over there, and he's like, and change. And I'm like. Uh, and there's like a robe, but it's not like a, it's like a robe that's like hard to like, it's like a sheet that you can't like get, you don't know which side is which. So I gotta get in the robe. Then he comes back with the face shield. Oh. No mask though. Just the face shield. Oh. And it's like up against his nose. And then he, yeah, I told you about this. He's like, he's like, all right, you gotta, you know, uh, we gotta do a urine sample. And I'm like, and he just gives me the cup. He's just like, and I'm like, do I do I do it here? And he's like, ha, 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 no, no, no. Go in the bathroom. I'm like, all right. Like, I guess that's funny. I didn't. I, I mean, maybe that's obvious. It really wasn't to me. Mm. So I go in, and then I bring it out, and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. You got to leave that in the bathroom. I'm like, again, how was I supposed to know this? Anyway, finally, he comes back in, just no mask, and he's like eating something. He's like, and I'm like, he's like, you're good to go, bro. That was it. He's like, you're good, man. I was like, wow. But I, I loved him for that. Um, so yeah, doctor, I mean, it, it made it fun. Cause I mean, that's all, that's all the that doctor's appointment, do. man, that can ruin a day. You get oh in there gosh. at 1230, you leave at three forty-five. I mean, day's ruined. That's, that's game over. Yeah. That's crazy, man. So what was I talking about? Um, oh yeah. My, uh, disciplinary warning. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I better not get another one. I hope not. Yeah, but we we actually since this happened, I took out the tape measure. This is six point <laughs> two feet in between us. Um, What's up? Like I thought, like I thought we got away from this shit, but like Cuomoisms are coming here a little bit. Well, I think it's just, I don't know, man. It's I think it's it's typical to a lot of certain other things. Yeah. Uh, in the world, like this is something that I always have debates with people about, and they always hate me for it. So might as well bring it use my platform to see what what everyone thinks but my favorite are the posts you see on instagram and stuff like that making you feel like you're the issue with climate change <laughs> you, you know what i mean like no. stop using plastic bags stop doing yeah. i'm like dude are we just gonna are we gonna just avoid talking about like the corporations dumping sludge uh, into the water and all this yeah, shit I mean, that's burning that, shit that was the corporation's greatest thing was creating um the idea that uh, it's an individual effort. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, there's people out there that are eating fucking grass, like throwing their whole lives yeah, away. I mean, it's it's all good, but you got to realize like, even if everyone was doing like all these things, if corporations are still pumping toxins it means into nothing. the ozone, that means absolutely no, it's not. So I don't know. It's like hard to, and like that, that's sort of like your situation. I mean, on our campus, there are frat parties on the red. No, but I'm not. I'm not using that. I'm not going to use that. Well, I'll argument. do it. I'll <laughs> do it for you. I'll, I'll say that. But no, I'm not doing that. Like, oh, everyone else is doing it. I think that's a shitty No, I, while it is a I shitty stand, thing. I think we should be allowed to, under 10 people, I don't, if it's like your friends, I, I think that's fine. We're getting tested once a week. It's going to be sorry. every two I don't days, agree. So. I don't know if, I just don't agree with this. Like, like it's been a year. It's been a year, you know? And it just like, sucks because it, wor- it is worse now. But it's hard, man, because... But we know that this the measures don't work. We yeah. know that. No, of course, so because it's, it, just, it's why it's worse now. I, I think this shit is... I think it's really... I think it's evil. These, you know, it, 
they've made it like you see these ads on the MTA on the subway and it says like like bad and it says like good and it's it's literally no it says yeah it says bad and it's two people without a mask talking to each other then it says still bad people with a mask on like this reading and then it says good mask on on your phone it's, it's like they're, they're they're trying to take away humanity they're trying to take away like the things that keep us sane that life is really all about and it's like i just don't i don't agree with this that we should i mean like unless you want everyone to keep committing suicide and you want people dying in africa whatever it's just i don't agree with it like i'm not saying yeah we can we don't like I don't agree with like these these giant weddings. Probably cancel your wedding, I think. Mm. But if you're gonna say people, if you're gonna say ten people can't hang out for a full year, get out of here. It's ridiculous, man. Well, there, it's just a lot of there's a lot of like weird, you know, uh, like hypocrisies, I guess, with the whole thing, and that's what just makes it so confusing yeah, for someone who's why, you know, like i think desantis handled it perfectly i really <laughs> Whoa, do man that's I, a bold thing to say bro, he, he okay who's the evil one andrew cuomo who literally put thousands homeless shut down like and they're they're saying even it's going to be over 50 percent of businesses in new york city are going to close now and put my own my dad my brother out of work like all these people just their lives ruined and still what second most deaths of any state or DeSantis, who everyone's like, oh, evil, idiot DeSantis. Well, all these businesses are still going. People are still alive. And there's less COVID deaths and rates in Florida. And also, um, the guy said, he said, I won't get the vaccine until everyone over the age of 50 gets it. You know, Cuomo was first in Yeah, line. of course he so was. So who's the evil one? No, you're who's right. Who's the evil one? Uh, look, I'm not I'm not even saying. I, I think that they're, they did things very differently. And both of them made mistakes and made there's positive sure. things. I think I don't even know if it's like a bet. I mean, look, it's hard to avoid the fact that, um, right after, um, New York got better then Miami and Florida got worse. Like they were the top. And then New York once again became the top. Well, every it's just yeah. So it's just there's, you know there's no rhyme. Or I don't know. To it. It. I also think it also has to do a lot with people from New York coming down to Florida. I mean that's another unavoidable oh, yeah. statistic. So many people came here. Like people, the second Cuomo was like, all right, we might do a lockdown next week. People were selling their houses yeah. and moving to Florida. That's what they say, man. Florida's realtor of the year is Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not an incorrect statement, honestly. Yeah. Um, I just hope I hope when this is all over, we look at. Cuomo and de Blasio as like, you know, authoritarian, evil human beings. Just the way I look at it. Well, yeah, I, I it ravaged local bit. They just didn't think about things like that, yeah. you know. Um, like if you want the world to just be all corporations and chains, that's the way to do it. Well, it's actually kind of crazy. They're because, the only ones that can survive this. Oh, of course. Yeah. And even them, they're playing the game worse than anybody else, man. Like, do you remember the thing the Cheesecake Factory did? Do you know about that? Yeah, what was it? They So uh, they filed for bankruptcy the second day of lockdown. Yeah. Um but you're just allowed you're allowed to file for bankruptcy at any time. Yeah. So that means that like they get all these benefits in regards to like paying for things and paying for their locations. But because Cheesecake Factory like the chain itself, the the buildings they own, they all are designed to look like this kind of fucking weird like the the pillars inside and the yeah. outdoor, the color. I like it. It's, it's very specific to Cheesecake Factory. Mall. Is there any Cheesecake Factory that's not in the mall? No, I've never, yeah. seen, I've never seen. Well, no, there's some that aren't in malls, but they all look like that either way. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, it's genius though that they did that because they knew that nobody would be buying these weird looking properties during this time. I mean, to Smart. buy anything in a mall would be stupid during this time because yeah. we don't know well, if malls, malls are, are going to survive. They're, they're over. One of the huge malls in Suffolk County in Deer Park, like the one that my uncle literally worked at, like he was the manager of a record store there. Yeah. Uh, back, you know, back in high school into, you know, the early, you know, his early 20s. It shut down. They knocked it down. And now they're just building houses there because they yeah. just need houses on Long Island. People were moving. It was crazy, man. Like people were moving all the way out east to like Montauk and the Hamptons and oh, stuff beautiful. like um, immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. This is the best time, I think, to buy a place probably in Manhattan. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. there's just tons of options. You ever been to the Pal? The Palisades Mall? No. I've never been to the Palisades the Pal, Mall. dude. That's um, Rockin' County. Oh, shit. Okay. It's nice, dude. Yeah, is it big? Rink. Like, well, what type huge. of stuff do they have? Cheesecake Factory. There you go. Ice my, rink. My they got the too. fucking, uh, you know, jungle gym in the oh, middle. You know, the thing that, that you can bro. make. It goes for like floors. Damn. Love it. They got the piano store. Oh, in the mall? Oh, they do. They oh, all have them. Sick. No, mine doesn't. No, you I've never, never get seen it. a mall with that with a piano store. Dude, a lot of them have it. It makes it's, sense. You get out of Macy's, you have like thirty bucks and change. Buy a piano. <laughs> It's that and car stores in the mall. That's crazy. That is crazy. What? It sounds huge. How do you even then. get it out? How many floors is it? Three? Four? I think it's more. I think it's like five. That's crazy. It's man, big. that's wild. The pal, dude. I got to yeah. go, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's go retail, baby. Support retail. <laughs> Support retail. Did I tell you what I think about, you know, Woodbury Commons? Yeah, Woodbury Commons, sure. I told you my dad, we once drove by it, and he just started screaming about how much he hates Woodbury Commons. <laughs> Did I tell you that? Like out the window? No, just, it was just me and him. And he's just like, I fucking hate this place. He was like, he was like, these, he was like, these fucking tourists come to New York, and there's a bus that brings them from... Midtown Manhattan to Woodbury Commons. Who the fuck would want to go to Woodbury Commons? And then he was like, I had to go here once on Black Friday. It took me fucking 10 hours to get in and out. He Damn. was just like screaming. He was like, these people, they bring suitcases and fill it up because it's cheaper here than in Korea. Fuck. And I was like, wow, I, I, I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, I've never been, yeah. but I know I know what it He's is. not a fan. That's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a few more little pieces of housekeeping, as I like to say. Uh, I think you guys noticed our uh, our our top Same in the top, is coming. top of the morning. It's coming, baby. It came, bro. Huh? It came and it went, and it's that's is this like coming the, out now after St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, imagine, bro. We're like, <laughs> this is coming out in June. Yeah. No, but like, don't you feel like this year? Like the last thing I remember is it's like St. Patty's Day. Then summer, and then now. You know what I mean? Didn't St. Patrick's Day happen after COVID hit? Yeah, but it was like right at the beginning. Like we got sent home March 14th. Isn't that St. Patrick's Day? Yeah, it was like right there, right at the beginning. I don't even remember it. It was crazy, man. This whole thing's just an Irish curse, bro. Yeah, it is, man. It's crazy. Padraig McShay. (laughs) Fairy tale in New York, baby. (laughs) It was Christmas Eve. And the drunk tank. But uh, secondly, so yes, so this episode's coming out right before the Super Bowl. And right before I hit record on this podcast, I look at my phone and like my phone, I have an Android. Sorry, everyone. And it sends me like Google just sends me articles all the time based on things it knows about me because nothing is private anymore. Like you just, that's why it's like, 
it's funny when like these apps like TikTok and all them become scapegoats for like the fact that like everyone's selling our data already. Yeah, yeah. Like Trump's like, oh yeah, we're banning TikTok because the Chinese data stealing. It's like, what about all the stealing in you know the continental yeah, US, it's over. bro? Like we got to give up on that. Battle. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I get this article and it's like top three, you know. I forgot it was like top three contenders for the puppy bowl this year. It's like who you should be looking out at looking out for at the puppy bowl. Anyone who watches the puppy bowl, like unironically, you're not an interesting person like this. They, they always think like this yeah. happens every year. I've had teachers like throughout yeah, school yeah, yeah. be like, Oh, well this year I'm watching the puppy bowl. <laughs> like this is some like societal statement. Yeah. Also, that movie Best in Show is incredibly overrated. But that's Best, I've never seen Best it's in like Show. It's like a dog movie. All the it's dog so movies suck. Over, but like, like, whatever. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, I agree with you. And I'll give you one better. Mm. The people that are more into the commercials. That I don't care if you don't like football. That's fine. But the commercials. There's one a year that's funny, and that's it. If that though. Yeah. It's. Like when I was a kid, I remember them being funny, but that was probably just because I was like, yeah, eight years and because YouTube, no one was watching YouTube, man. Yeah, and now, now all we were oversaturated it's with just funny, so bro. Not it, like, dude, all the Super Bowl shit sucks. The halftime show, the halftime show, it's all bad, and also the yeah, it's just no. I mean, you got to watch Super Bowl. We're Americans, of course, but yeah. oh, that reminds me. Okay, so a year ago at this time, that mm-hmm. this almost sounds unbelievable. I was slapped in the face by a high school girl at the Super Bowl halftime show on the field. Oh, did I ever tell you this story? The whole thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, this is great. I got to tell this on the podcast. Okay, so I was in for two years. I had to be part of the marching band because I'm a music ed major and we had to do that. It was some of the worst experiences of my life. I mean, look, there were some fun moments, but overall net negative sort of thing. You're going to be that guy. Yeah. It wasn't all bad. Well, like I, you know, I made good friends from, I'm not going to take away the certain elements that were good because mm-hmm. the things that were good were really positive moments, but everything that was, there was no lukewarm. There was no moments. I'm like, <laughs> ah, I could go with it or go without. Yeah, it was yeah. like amazing or like sweating my balls off yeah. at 9am on a Saturday every week. It was, yeah. I'll some never of it was forget man, when I was a freshman seeing you guys rehearse and just thinking like, if I was out there, I would, I would have just left. School. No, it was awful. Like it was like 105 degrees. It's like just brutal. I mean, not to mention it was also the first ensemble I was ever in because yeah. band camp starts a week before classes start. Yeah. And it's mostly non-music majors. It's also about 48% the local community college members. So it's not even there's all like UM FIU students. Guys too, right? Yeah. There's a few FIU, but it's mostly Miami Dade County yeah. and then UM. So it sounded like shit. Like it was the worst, like worse than my high school, like symphonic bands, like bad public school band, worse than yeah. that. And I get there and I'm like, did I choose the wrong school? Like it's the first ensemble I played in. And I'm like, yeah. this is horrible. It's literally called the frost band of the hour. Like frost is yeah, in I the love name. When I get that all the time. They're like, like what's your major? I'm like, jazz trumpet. Oh, are you in the band? Yeah. They I always go, ask what band? <laughs> And what sucks is that I actually had to say yes yeah. for two years. <laughs> like there's no going around it. But one of the best things that came out of this was, so last year was my second year and last year in the band. And afterwards, after the semester ended or after the, after the band season ended, they're like, Hey, we had this opportunity. If anyone's interested, 
they're looking for people to perform at the halftime show because it was in, as you guys know, it was at the Miami Dolphin Stadium, Hard Rock Stadium here in uh, here in Miami. And they said that they're looking for people for the halftime show. At that point, it was they when they told us it wasn't released yet who the halftime show even was yet. But it ended up being uh, Shakira and J-Lo. Definitely a power woman duo there. So, of course, I said yes. I was shocked to find that most of my friends said no. And my really? friends that are the biggest into band were like no. Why which would was you weird. say no? You know what? They they said it was too much of a time commitment because there were to- so many rehearsals. But most of them were, ended up yeah, being canceled. It's got to be worth it to go to the Super Bowl. It was crazy. So, anyway. So we have no idea what we're going to do. We have no idea who the Super Bowl is going to be. So when we get there to the first rehearsal, it was at one of this like random high school football fields. Mm. And it's us, all some UM kids. And it's not even that many of us. Like most people said no, which I was shocked about. Yeah. Um, I was wondering like, oh, should I bring my instrument? Like what's the deal I with this? I do remember you were always doing stuff and I'd be like, where are you going? And you'd be like, ah, it's like, cause you couldn't tell. Yeah. We, we weren't allowed to tell anyone what I it was th- for. I was always like, what's, what is this guy doing? Like yeah. something's going on. It was definitely, I had to be totally suspicious to all my close friends for like weeks about this. And eventually I started telling people to when it got a little closer to it, but yeah. I didn't know what the vibe was for this because they literally told our band director that if we told even one person and like, and they post on social media that we're involved at all, that all of the whole marching band will lose the opportunity and then replace us with FIU or another school in the area's marching band. So I was like, fuck, I don't want to be the guy. That's the reason why this. So we get to this rehearsal and they tell us there. Meanwhile, it's us and a bunch of high school kids. And I'm like, what the fuck is this going to be? Are they all marching band? Like, what's the thing? They say that we're going to be, I had no idea. This might be eye-opening to people out there because this was eye-opening to me even. I always wondered about this. They told us that we were the rehearsed audience during the halftime show. Yeah. So that means every single Super Bowl, every one, the halftime show, they aren't just normal people in the audience. Like when Maroon 5 did it and all them, like – all the people up against the stage, they're all highly rehearsed and we all had earpieces in and they were telling us what to do during the performance. Yeah. Like crazy shit. Um, so it was no instruments involved, like nothing, like not even real dancing involved, except they told us like where to move around and that we had to be like jump in and certain yeah. sections, put your hands up in the air in certain spots. It was interesting. But with that said, there were still like six rehearsals that were like five to six hours long each in the heat again, which it was just the whole thing was weird. It, there were supposed to be like almost 10 rehearsals and they canceled like four of them. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So then this is what happened. So during the rehearsal, all the high school kids were playing pretty nice. They were cool. Then during the first rehearsal that we actually had with Shakira and JLo at Hard Rock Stadium, there's one section where... They, uh, where they take Shakira and she crowd surfs. You could look any of this stuff up. It's, it's actually in the, in the halftime show, like the same order of things she's lifted up. And originally we were supposed to be the people that crowd surfed her. And they picked like eight members. My roommate, Thomas was actually one of the people that was supposed to carry Shakira because he was over six feet tall. They were trying to pick tall people. You're not over six feet. So... Fuck, where do I go from here, man? <laughs> I'm five eight and a half. Okay, so sure. 
Tupac gave him. Oh, sure. The saddest thing is until this past year, where my brother is now almost an inch taller than me, I was the tallest in my extended family. Cousins, yeah, aunts, but uncles. Tommy is like mentally like six eight. Of course, that dude just. But he, you, know, you he, can't take away that he, he is walks five in a, five in real life, though. Yeah, but he walks in a room. His dick's already been there for ten <laughs> minutes. You know. Stop. Okay. <laughs> Too weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's stop talking about my dad's <laughs> cock. So, Tommy. Okay, sorry, Dad. I know you're watching this, Dad. Okay, because he, he'll love it. What's the problem? Uh, I mean, it is a positive thing. It's good. So, the next thing. So okay, so we, we were supposed to be the people that carried them, but due to like security and liability and all that, they're like, yeah, we like Shakira's like lawyers are like, you can't have college kids holding up that Shakira. Makes sense, yeah. So they had these hired horn players who they did not know how to play the horns at all. They yeah, only they danced. Never do. Um, but they, man, they were these, they were these black guys in these such nice suit jackets, bro. Yeah. They were like probably the nicest suit jackets I've ever seen. And what they would do is they pretend to play their instruments. Then when the camera changed, they would jump off the stage and mix in with us. And then Shakira oh, really? would like fall back and they would like get into a formation and they would be the only people carrying her all the way around. But it looks it, like, yeah, yeah. it looks like we're crowd surfing her. So the first time that they had this happen, high schoolers broke out of their formation and went up to Shakira and were like pulling her hair, grabbing her arm. Like this is at a rehearsal. So after the performance, she flipped out and like they called agents over. Like it was a huge thing. Like on the stage, she was having a meltdown. And then we got in our headset. The rehearsal lady was like, we're sending someone down to lecture you guys about what just happened. And they're like, if this happens again, we're just going to completely like Surprised they didn't just end it right there. No, it was, they flipped out at us and they're like, okay, so this is what's going to happen. The UM kids, you have a new role. You literally are allowed to pummel anyone who gets into your section, like body check people, trip people. If you see anyone that's not in that section. So they added like, like a security that. guard I to our like section, that. like this, this short woman. And she was like coaching our section. And they're like, you can't move, stay in the same spot, go almost shoulder to shoulder with everyone. I mean, this is what the world was like before coronavirus. They were telling us to pack in together. And they're like, if anyone moves, like literally no questions asked, just knock them to the ground, knock them back into their section. So after that, all the high schoolers played really nice. They were cool as fuck until the day of the performance. Of course, yeah. It was like pandemonium i've never seen anything like this meanwhile the people on the headset they didn't give a fuck anymore because they're like this is the real thing whatever happens happens you know we're not helping anyone out so what we were supposed to do is kind of lightly jog from the i don't even know what to call it it's like the huge door where all the football players come out of from underneath the stadium we were supposed to like jog from one side onto our positions right before the halftime show started during the actual thing. Mm -hmm. When we light jogged, it was crazy, bro. All the high school people sprint. It was like the fucking pacer test, bro. People were knocking other people down. It was a stampede. It was a Mm -hmm. literal stampede. If you tripped, you would have fucking died because the people were running like crazy. So now I'm in a dead sprint. I don't fucking run, man. I'm in a dead sprint trying to make sure I get to my section before the high schoolers do. And for the most part, the, we did a great job. Like the UM people mostly got there, but there were a few stragglers. And there was this girl. She was right next to me. And she starts getting into like a cat fight with a UM girl. Uh, her name's Christina. She's like the nicest person you'd ever meet. 
She was like so sweet. I knew her because she's the same major as me. And they were yelling at each other. I was like, man, I've never seen, like, I never would expect this girl to ever even be yelling back. And this girl, you know, but she's like, it's the day of the performance. We've had six fucking rehearsals for this. And you're seriously breaking the rules on the day. And this high school girl's like a total bitch. And she's like, I don't give a fuck. It's the day of the performance. You can't stop me. And they're just, I'm just standing there. I didn't even say a word, right? I turn around for like half a second. And like they're really at it, and the girl, the, the high school girl's like so pissed. But instead, she knew she couldn't hit Christina, I guess. So she looks at me and she smacks me right in the face, like hard too. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" What What did you do? Nothing, because I think she hit me because she knew I wasn't gonna hit back. But she wasn't sure if she hit Christina if she would hit back. You're so a I got guy. smacked in the face. Yeah, because I'm a yeah. guy. She smacked me right in the fucking face. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, what, what was what, I going to do? Followed that. Yeah. And then the weirdest thing, she hit me. I said, what the fuck? I started yelling at her. And then the music starts coming in the headset and they're like, welcome to the Pepsi halftime show Whoa. featuring. And then I was like, all right, Colin, snap out of it. Cause now yeah. it's the thing. And for probably half the, the halftime show, I'm just sitting there thinking like, but you didn't think like, so now like when lights are going off and everyone's like jump, you didn't just give her one in the stomach or something. I didn't know what to show. She, she backed off. She did back she off after lost that. in the crowd a little bit. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, Christina was fucking great, bro. Cause she was like right next to me. So she just kept making sure like shoving a little bit, making sure that she yeah. didn't get into our yeah, section. You didn't give her like just one little tap, you know, something. I don't know, man. I just felt weird. I'm like, not only is yeah, it a girl, but hit, it's hit probably someone girl. under the age of 18. Yeah, no, you got a point there. Um, you know, if they get lawyers involved, it's not looking too good for that, me. That's not looking um, good. But yeah, so that was my like slapped in the face. I've only been hit in the face like a, a few, like probably three times in my Dude, life. Imagine that you're in an argument with someone and then you're just like, <laughs> I can't hit them. So I'm just going to hit this random person. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened. And I looked at her. She almost seemed surprised with herself. She that probably she did was. It. She was probably like, whoa, didn't know I had that. And then that's kind of why I think she kind of was like not as. Yeah. Then there were random people. It was crazy. Like during the actual performance. Like, it was a real slap, like a, like a full on. Yeah. Full forearm. When you get slapped in the face, that's like, it's just such a shock. It sobers you when you weren't even drunk, man. It really sobers you. It's It's like, wow, I'm living in the moment now. Okay, cool. It's just like, wow. And it's like, because on one hand, it's like fucking. I think that might be the most disrespectful thing. Yeah, I was about to say, it's It's humiliating. It's so much worse than getting punched in the face. It's humiliating. Yeah, that's a bad one. So yeah, and then I just didn't know what to do. I'll never forget getting slapped in the face in middle school. And then I like just tried to do a haymaker and the guy completely dodged it and then just ran away. And I was like, fuck, never, See, never. I've got never him. been in a fight before like that ever. He, it was like a great, he like, it was like straight Floyd Mayweather, like a duh, like, and then just ran. And I was like, God damn it. Did you get him back another time or no? no. Yeah. And you, my fucking face was like red. You could like see this. Do you, do you remember what it was about? Yeah. I made some like off color remark about, I think his sister or something. I guess I had a comment, but that's a good move though. Yeah. Save that one. You see, I think we are kind of similar, you and I, but you're you're I'm assuming you were always kind of a taller guy or mm-hmm. yeah. you see for me, I got really good at using my words. <laughs> so it's like when my brother and I fight, like my brother just straight like would just pummel me. 
but I like know exactly what to say that like makes them snap. Mm, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that's always just kind of been my dynamic. Like if anyone was ever a bully to me or anything like back in middle school or something, like I would just go straight for the jugular. I would say some shit that would offend them so bad. There's like no coming really? back for it, that sort of shit. Nice, man. That's pretty good if you I, can do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it would just get me in these situations kind of like I wasn't even really like a fighting kind of guy, but when it did happen, you know. You never had like a fighting phase? You were never like an angry kid? No, never. That's good. The only other time I remember getting hit in the face, it was a punch, was at essentially like a Chuck E. Cheese mixed with a, <laughs> I don't even know what to consider it. It's, it's this thing on Long Island called Sports Arena, and um, it's like it's like a recreation center sort of thing. Yeah, you go. Those. There's like arcade games and stuff, yeah, but mostly yeah, there's like yeah. an indoor soccer field, an indoor hockey uh-huh. rink. Yeah, I know exactly. And like a dodgeball room. Uh-huh. So it's like you'd go on the weekends and you'd pay whatever amount of money to get a wristband, and then you'd play whatever games they have. Yeah, that's fine dining in Florida. Oh, yeah, bro. Are you kidding? <laughs> Come on, bro. That's like a steakhouse. Yeah, that's Peter Luger's here. <laughs> Peter Luger's. Okay, so. Dude, I always thought, what a drag. Peter Luger's like greatest place ever. Last name Luger. You I just know. Think it's like the, Lugie. It's the, right? it's the grossest <laughs> sounding name ever. It's a drag. I wish it was just like. Have you ever been to one? Oh, yeah. All I've my, never my been. wealthy friends, they'd always have their birthday dinners there. That's oh, sick, it was like bro. The best meal of the year. The cream spinach, steak, Ooh. the bacon, like that. Ice cream sundae, it's the best, man. I went to apparently they opened one in Great Neck. Really? Yeah, that's not the real thing. You gotta go to the one in Williamsburg. Damn. Um, but yeah, steak for two. (laughs) What about for three? What type of steak uh, is your go-to there? Or I guess in general, I think it's always pretty much filet mignon there. Oh no, they have New York New York strips. But yeah, you gotta go if you're going there. Like no porterhouse. Nah. You got I mean, if you're going there, you can't be thinking about money. They're true. No, and Flamingon's the best, man. And also, if you're going there, someone else is definitely paying. Oh, so, of course, bro. Yeah, just go Flamingon. Or you're you're like a boy genius, and in that case, yeah, but I'm more not, power to you. So uh, neither are you. We are musicians. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the other? Th- yeah, it's like steak, cream spinach, potatoes, or fries, and then yeah, the bacon salad, martini. I guess that's like the, the classic steak. They are overrated steakhouses because it's like just ridiculous portions, incredibly overpriced. But like, dude, I don't even give a shit. It's so fun to go to like yeah, a true man. steakhouse. I went to one when I was really young, like Ben and Benson's or something. It closed. There's like a famous huh. one in New York. What's the other famous one, though? It's Peter Luger's and, um, oh, Smith and Walensky. Have you been there? You know that no, one? No, I've never been. I'm, I haven't been to any of the ones You've in the You've heard of that? I, it sounds familiar. That's like the other famous. I've never been there. You got to go to Luger's though. That's, yeah, that's awesome. we'll go, bro. When yeah. I go back, it's right in like the Hasidic part of Williamsburg. I mean, we're too. making a shit ton of money doing this podcast. <laughs> it's like racking it in. I will say, I want to say this on air. It's kind of cool. We're in like the top 150 yeah. film podcast on Apple. Yeah. Let's let's try and break Fuck 100. <laughs> that's right, bro. We peaked already, man. It's crazy. But uh, just to finish off the sports arena story, I was so fucking yeah, good at that's dodgeball. That's what we want to hear. Uh, well, I feel all right. <laughs> fuck you, dude. Wow, no, no, man. Come on, come on, come on. You guys don't want to hear about me getting pummeled as a kid? No, Isn't I actually kind of fun? I do want to hear about that. It's everyone's dream. To, yeah, certainly my dream. Yeah, it's yeah. his dream, bro. Off camera, we hate each other, man. <laughs> yeah, we don't speak. Absolutely, we don't talk. This is the one day a week we talk. Yeah, it gets pretty awkward when I walk in. Very awkward. 
room goes silent, that sort of <laughs> shit. But yeah, I was so, I've never been very like athletically. I, I mean, I know it's hard to believe, but Shocker. I've never really been that, <laughs> you know, never, never much had that uh, athletic prowess. So what position did you play in little league? Let me guess. Right field. Right field? Right field. Dude, I swear. You said it. I did not know that. And I picked dandelions out. Like, I was like oh. one of those, man. I'm like, oh, shit. Wish, wishing flower. Looking at the glove. Like. <laughs> Hitting with one of those. Making Damn. a fucking wish. I used to get in trouble because I used I to bring, like, my that. toys to Little League rehearsal. Like, one of those. Rehearsal? But, oh, shit. Little League rehearsal. <laughs> you're not, you're not helping yourself me. out here. Music school got me. Fucker. I, I, that's not even the first time I've done that. I've slipped up and called it a rehearsal. That's not good. But anyway, I somehow I was really good at d- uh, dodgeball this one day. Okay. And literally the owner of this place's son just straight up walked to the other side and just socked me in the jaw. Because you were like doing well? Yeah, we won. We won yeah. the round because of me. Dude. Somehow. I have no idea how it happened. He was. He went to school with you? No, I didn't know him. Oh, he did. <laughs> I've later found out he was the owner's son and he went to another school Wait, so in the district. What did you do? I don't even really. I think I just didn't do anything. I didn't fight back. What are you doing? Did your I, parents see it? I'm, it was one of those where like I didn't tell my parents until like a week or yeah. two later. My mom's like, what the fuck, Colin? You didn't even try and hit him back. Tommy was like, give me the fucking name. <laughs> I'll go over there right now. Who Man. is this motherless fuck? <laughs> But yeah, so that's the story of how I got Damn, slapped man. and punched in the face throughout time. It's kind of sad to me that you didn't at least try to fight back. I did not try and fight back. Well, oh, we've been going for a little while now, yeah. man. Do you want to uh, do you want to uh, do a little little ZD's top five? Yeah, you hear that? You hear that? Oh, there it is. Yep, it's coming in now. It took a second. Let me pull. It Oh, right. Zach's getting, uh, getting into the 21st century. business casual right here. All right, I got it. So today is, um, yeah, I guess I can't really relate this to anything, but um, <laughs> this is top five most overrated weekend destinations. And In by, Miami? No. And by destination, I just mean classic like things someone hit you up oh let's do this it's you know it's saturday whatever and yeah i think this is pretty so you know maybe don't even think weekend just think like activity things you'll do with like a couple of friends but of course it's never your like good friends it's like that friend that like is trying to get something going so you guys do this Mm. so yeah this might be tough but there's definitely four of them are just kind of like broad things places you go and then one of them's a specific place that you, you i think you, you might get hmm okay i mean it sucks because some of these i think like i immediately started thinking of the things that are kind of fun to do on the weekend but i guess the first one i'm thinking of that could suck if you're not drunk or with like the best people ever is what about like bowling is that on the list wow i almost put that on there Fuck. but yeah good guess that would be like no but the thing is bowling can be fun honestly. it can be fun every time I've done it. You walk in and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do all this. You but got, then you, you start go to get bowling. The, shoes, the whole I know, thing. It's like so, but the then you actually start going and you get into a little competition. Mm. It's like, yeah, it's kind of fun. All right. So I thought about it, but there's, yeah. 
Hmm. That'd be on the top ten. There's a there's a place we gotta go. Jose took me. It's a pool and bowling rink. Yeah, dude, with a huge bar. It's just like the one at Big Lebowski, bro. It's like just like that place. Pool. I know. I gotta I gotta get into it, man, because I'm still horrible. Yeah. They brought it out the last day I was on Long Island. I went to uh, one of the regulars at the restaurant had like a little birthday get together, and he like this beautiful house, and in the basement there was like a pool table, and I was already trash drunk, (laughs) and I could not do it. It's bad. Yeah. I got two in. I got two in. That's two. it. Yeah, that's it. But I was proud of the two. One of them was the white ball. <laughs> no, that, I got the white ball in my first one. <laughs> okay. Uh, fuck. I think the the num- number one I think you'll get if you know me. Okay. Because I think I probably talked to you about this before. Give me like some sort like, you know, I went bowling. Is that, are there any other ones that are kind of like bowling? Like that sort of activity? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, none of them are like a sport, but it's that kind of vibe. One of them's super broad. One of them's just a restaurant. Oh, okay. And then the other three are like, yeah, it's two of them are like places and one of them's an activity kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, this might be tough. I, I think you can get a couple of them. Okay, what about ice skating, anything like that? Yes, but no, because that also can be fun, especially in the winter outdoors. Yeah, how about this? Give me a season first. Give me a season first. Okay, sure. Uh, Definitely summer for two of them. Okay. Uh, Fishing? No, fishing's fun. I love fishing. I've only had the worst fishing experiences. Really? Yeah, just fucking boring, man. But I'm also really bad at fishing. You're with the right people. It's good. How about, so yeah, anything water related, like going on a boat? No, but you're in, in the right ballpark. Water skiing. Get off a of sport. Okay. I'm so stuck on it. Think broad. Oh, cruise ship? No, I've never been on one. Um, fuck. One of, think Miami, people do this all the time. Well, the first thing I thought with Miami was renting a boat and getting trashed. No, you're on a boat. That sounds fun. Man, this one's stumping me. This Stump- might be the, the hardest one. <laughs> I know it's tough. Just that this one, like it's obvious. It's obvious. Like you're right there. It's just a broad thing people do everywhere, anywhere. There's water. Hmm. Tubing. No, or, dude, it's like you're thinking so specific. I know. <laughs> Fuck. Swimming? Where do you swim? Oh, like in a lake? No. Dude, think <laughs> no, Miami. No. What is the only thing people well, like do Like the ocean? Here? <laughs> I can't get dude, it. Dude, where is the ocean? Oh, like uh, the beach? How did it take that long? I don't know, man. Yeah, number one is You don't the... go on a boat on the beach. If yeah, it's, but it's like you see okay, boats yeah, close. Fine, 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 fine. fine. Number one, <laughs> I, I don't know how, dude. I said Miami. That's like I know, what, I know, literally I know. people go here because they want. Originally, the I know you hate the beach. I don't hate it. I just think it's literally one of the most overrated things on the planet. It can be fun, but it's. I, I will. I'll probably never in my life be like, let's go to the beach. I'll go maybe if mm. someone asks me. But first of all, it's just such a fucking hassle. 
there's so much shit you got to bring. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Everything's sandy. It's like you gotta pay, here you got to like pay for parking. The only time I went to the beach and I really loved it was at my friend's house in the Hamptons, and it was in the winter, and we oh. went and we ate uh, subs sandwiches on the beach. That That's kind of fun. Yeah, the be- I mean it's fine. Like it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure if you live on the beach, it's probably really nice. But when you gotta fucking drive 25 yeah, yeah, minutes yeah. to get there, it's just like. And then you're like, oh, we're at the beach, and then you kind of realize, oh, what what are we doing? Yeah. So yeah, number one's the beach. Okay. How about is like clubbing on the list or no. anything of that sort? Um, that could be though. Restaurants. Yeah, think of one restaurant that's like. Kids like it, but adults like it too. It's like Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Number oh, three yeah. is D and B's. That is so Americana, bro. It is, but you're it's letting also down your country even. with that. No, I don't even think I am because I'm sure they have those in like Canada and shit. It's, it's like second to Top Golf, bro. It's like Top Golf. Top Golf's definitely more American. D and B's. I've only been there one. I went there for a birthday dinner last year, and it was just like it was just last like, year. Yeah, that's kind of Joey Bianco's surprise birthday party. I'm more surprised she chose. Dan she didn't. Masters. No, no, she didn't. Her friends chose it for her because it was a surprise. Do they know her? <laughs> Obviously not, dude. The place was just fucking filthy. Yeah, it's gross. It's just it's slimy. Filthy. It's gross. I don't look. I used to like it when I was a kid, you know. Because come on, any... it's just fucking ch- like just admit that you're just Chuck E. Cheese's. They try to be like kind of nice. Like don't. No, you're not. Ugh. It's I, it could be good, but it's just so like dirty. I know. If it was clean, it would actually be kind of hip. Yeah. You got one and three. I think you can get these, man. Number four is like super broad. It's what people do in places where there's just fucking nothing to do. We were actually talking about this earlier on this episode. How is like going on a drive on there or anything like that? <laughs> no. I like that though. Yeah, people do that all the time in the places where there's nothing to do. I could get introspective and kind of deep. Mm. Interesting. What were we talking about earlier in the episode? This always happens to me that it's like my mind's erasing yeah. as I go. Palisades. Oh, oh, shopping. Yeah, but where? In the mall. Like yeah, specifically? going to the mall is number four. Yeah, I think that's fun though. When you're like a high school kid, you maybe I've never. Yeah, it's a very no, suburb. There's thing. obviously no malls where I'm from. Yeah, but, yeah. So we I would go to the I've mall only gone all the time. with like my dad, and it was just like, yeah. but. When you can't drink and stuff like that, you like for fun, you what do, do you shit like do that. Do you go to the movies. Yeah. You know? And then you go to like the food court. The food court. Where I do it's like, like those Wessels pretzels. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, we have uh, the Auntie Annie's or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Those two. Yeah, those are good. I'm worried. You want me to give you the next two or you want to keep guessing? I'll guess a little bit longer. We have been going a little while. <laughs> All right. So I got, I still have one summer one, right? Yeah. Okay. And the summer one is another thing that's like should be for kids, but for some reason, just like a lot of people just go. Is it like water park? Really close. Amusement park? Yeah. Yeah. Number two is amusement park. And it's like, again, when you're a kid, it's great. But still, cats are going when they're like 21. I mean, I I think like many things in life when you turn 21 and you have like your ID and everything and you could legally drink like anything as a kid that used to do if you do it drunk it almost gets in the headspace again you drink at amusement parks you could drink at Disney yeah okay I didn't know that that changes I feel like that could be fun I mean you know you gotta be careful what you drink going on a roller coaster little that could be bad again it just sounds gross I'd be down to go to the Coney Island one but I've never been to that one 
That's a cool one. Is, isn't it just like like? But going to like a fucking it's six small flags right? in Florida sounds like yeah, no. maybe. And then the last one is winter. No, it's inside. It probably should be higher. It's every like musician's nightmare. Nightmare work wise. No, just being there. Interesting. It isn't a dance club? No. It would be at a bar, though. Oh, karaoke. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, karaoke's fucking no. funny, dude. You're not As a musician. me on this. Uh-uh. So, two Tuesdays ago, uh, I went to this place where Uniform Crew is going to start playing this brewery. Yeah. And then afterwards, we went to a karaoke bar and we took a few shots there. They were ridiculously priced. They were $10 each shot. For a shot? Yeah ridiculous i spent 20 bucks on two shots of tequila it was awful but it was hilarious because you see it's just a bunch of people who are absolutely trashed yep and like singing their heart outs just awfully it's fucking hilarious is it it's maybe funny like one guy and then it's like all right no i thought i had fun i had fun personally but anyway we got beach amusement park dave and busters the mall karaoke okay but that, those are good though i think it's a good one it's a yeah. pretty solid list all right well i guess we'll just talk about what we're watching today yeah um so yeah we heard your enjoyment on the anthony wiener bit in the last episode where we watched his public freak out against that you oh. know nothing <laughs> you know go nothing. visit with your rabbi it's sad bro it, you, you know. know who judges me not you not you <laughs> i gotta start using that one i i'm telling you my favorite drop, thing. Drop that on your parents. I'll go well. <laughs> Ooh, I'm already imagining just the the yelling. I like the uh, the ending is my favorite part of that one. He just ends like <laughs> the guy taping the video the whole time. I love when that happens, bro. Like when the TMZ guy starts talking. Start talking yeah. It's like he's like, "Does this happen to you often?" He's like, "No," but when it does, I fight back, <laughs> or I never stand I think down. He's like, don't back down. I don't back yeah. down. Man, it's so good. Oh, it's so. You solid. can tell he's even like annoyed that the guy's asking him something, but he still needs to be. Like well, yeah, a he's tough like guy. fucking. It's like I'm yeah. Anthony Weiner. Yes, that Weiner. <laughs> he has to like. That and that poor been guy. Campaign slogan. But uh, okay, so because you guys love that so much, I mean, it only makes sense for us to watch our first documentary mm. that we've ever seen on the podcast. Well, wait a second though. Uh, that the snowboarding one. Kind of a documentary. In a way. That one was I just love that one. Yeah, that, that one was just more of just like a home video Heart than warming. anything else. Oh, Harrison Ford. That was good. That one that was fun. Probably my like not the best movie we've seen, but my favorite one. Like the vibe, yeah. yeah it was, was nice. Great. Well, we're watching the Anthony Weiner documentary, which I didn't even know existed until Zach brought it to my attention. Not only does it exist, but it had a an indie theatrical release. Yeah, me and my mom saw it. Was it? What is it even called? I don't even know. It's called Wiener. <laughs> I swear to God. All right. Well, um, I'm definitely calling this just the Anthony Wiener episode. Yeah. I can't just call it we, Wiener. <laughs> we saw it at this awesome old theater in the Upper West Side that unfortunately closed, but it was like one of the few last indie theaters. It was like we would go there, and my mom would be like the youngest person in there wow. and the least Jewish. Like everyone was 75 plus and just so Jewish. So that it must have been a hit for them. This I saw the documentary about Ed Koch. I saw this movie, A Late Quartet, in there. It was awesome, bro. They would literally, they had like, 
the snack bar was like they had like marble rye in like uh, like um, cellophane wrapping. It was like literally just like, rye bread. No, like marble cake. Oh 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 shit! Um, but it was literally like you're just at your grandmother's house. That's oh, sick. I loved it there. It was in the basement. It was so cool. Man. When did it close? It closed before COVID. It was like actually when I was a senior in high school. That sucks. Yeah, it was pretty sad. But... Well, anyway, yeah. we're gonna watch Wiener. I mean, <laughs> come on, bro. Never won't be funny. I know. <laughs> Fuck, it just writes itself. So uh, after the break, we'll be back having watched Wiener together, and um, we'll let you know what we think. Uh, Thank you guys so much. definitely takes a lot out of you but honestly one of the better documentaries yeah, i've great. seen that's no, a great movie. um let's just dig right into it yeah. I, all right so movie starts off um really a kind of it's interesting so it starts with the final interview they had with him where he's like man you guys are really making a whole documentary off like this um and then right from there it jumps all the way back to the beginning of his running for mayor and man, it I didn't because you know when he was running, I was like thirteen at the time, and uh, you know Long Island boy, it didn't affect me as much. I didn't realize how young and kind of resilient of a candidate he was. I mean, it was a very attractive. His ideas were incredible. He was loved. I mean, they showed in the in the beginning of the movie. You can tell he's actually like, which is kind of like the classic thing. Like normally, the flawed personal politician is the one that actually cares about his people yeah like you can tell he's actually a great politician that is like one of the like it it seems like in the mayor's race the only genuine one unfortunately it's a shame yeah couldn't stop and it was yeah i mean what they kind of keep getting at it was really the lying yeah continually over and over and over lying but it's funny like i was debating with myself even like what do you think? Like, I remember before it all happened, we all loved him. We were like, this guy should be mayor. He's going to be great. Like, we could just tell he had, like, it's like just even watching that movie, like, I just remember back then, it was like a different New York. There was just like a different energy. And I think a lot of it is due to the mayor. And it's like, you we you can see we got this mayor just out of d- default. De Blasio became, ele- yeah. got elected just because at that point, a couple of weeks before the Wieners, like, second scandal came out and people were just like, well, I guess he's like the next guy, but he wouldn't have had a shot. You don't think so? You think he no, would have won so straight up? He was so far behind. Wiener, Wiener was like well first, mm. but I don't know. Like, I guess if you lie that much, you probably shouldn't actually. Yeah. I think, uh, do you agree with this? That I think that if he was just honest about, the yeah. scandal into in its entirety, just straight up. But the problem was, if he was honest, he probably also wouldn't have had a shot. Because if he was honest, he would have had to say, like, I have an addiction to this. And it went on 
pretty recently. Yeah, it, that's the thing. It was a very open wound when he yeah. ran for mayor from when he resigned. Yeah, it was really like I guess it was a catch twenty two because nice. I because either way. I mean, the only way it could have worked is if he had lied and it hadn't have gotten out. But I don't know how he thought in any way that wasn't going to get out. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, he was dealing with such fucking devils. Holy yeah. shit, man. I'll tell you what, though. Like, it, it makes you just... When you watch this movie, you, you, if you had any respect for these late-night talk show hosts, oh, you have God. zero left. No, they killed it for him because like, it was just such uh, an easy grab joke. His last name's literally Wiener. He's just like really, and they just wouldn't stop. Like, I, I don't know. It just, that was my, like everyone loves Jon Stewart. And my, that was like one of my favorite things Trump ever said was when he kept doing the, like, remember like the Trump? You remember that? Yeah. That was like his original last name. And then Trump was like, was like, it's funny that he's commenting on that because his real name is John Leibowitz. He should be proud of his history. And people called that anti-Semitic, but I was like, completely it's, agree. No, it's, he changed it, yeah, his last name to not sound Jewish. It's like, well, where are people making fun of that, you know? Because these people, they just, uh, I don't know. It's just so holier than thou. Well, honestly, I think all these late night show like, guys. Why don't, why don't they cover how horrible these other politicians have been for their people? No, but it's not, it's not about that. It's, of course not. I think the network gives them the things that are funny and will get the clicks. I don't even think they make the decisions at the end of the day. I think they have a say in it maybe, but I don't know yeah, if John Stewart is like, yeah, you know what? Let, let's really dig in on the wiener stuff today. Like, I don't know. It could be. I don't know either. But I think it's just too easy for these big corporations that run, you know, these news channels not to just be like, oh, let's just do a little something here, sprinkle yeah. it in this area. I mean, it's crazy. But going back to the movie itself, um, yeah, I didn't realize how much of a shot he really did have, how much he was just a young guy trying to help out New Yorkers and uh yeah, it really went away so quickly. And he was an incredible public speaker. And a few, I mean, you know, yeah. in the City Island one, I mean, he really, he turned that around that with that speech, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Um, I, think I mean, one he, thing this movie does just, like, illustrate perfectly is, like, how you can ruin your life so easily. Oh, yeah, man. You can do everything right and make a mistake like that, and it's... It's just you can't come back. That was kind of the point of the documentary. I mean, the yeah. last thing he said was like, you know, the only thing I can't shake is that this one thing is still overpowering yeah. all the work I did up until this. And the sad thing is, the joke of it is, none of it was illegal. I mean, all well, the yeah, that's what they kept saying. There was no, no, yeah, nothing illegal, no cheating. Yeah, he didn't even physically meet with these women. Yeah. I mean, it was a very obvious personal issue um, that, yeah, maybe it's not a very good thing for a politician to have. Um, it doesn't really look good for them. But in no way is it like illegal. And I don't know. It's just because the normalization of just politicians doing things that are illegal all the time. Yeah. Um, and then the one time they do something that's not illegal, but maybe a little ethically not sound for some reason, it's the scapegoat. Like this is what politicians. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely pretty, pretty profound that they show at the end of the movie, Bill Blasio being inaugurated and the person inaugurated him is Bill Clinton. Yeah. Like he got away with everything he did and now is looked at as like a great president. Yet someone like Anthony Weiner is like just vilified. It's, 
it's just it's odd like it's definitely pretty important that he like the way they ended that i'm sure they thought about that of course well also the other irony is that bill clinton's the one who um who married um who spoke at their wedding yeah he also spoke at anthony weiner's wedding so which is also like just two bros man (laughs) he's like i know what you're gonna do buddy but i won't be on your side on the other end another thing the whole uh huma thing his wife crazy that she stuck around even that long i was a yeah they only got divorced they got divorced uh, like six years after all this which is crazy because toward the end of the documentary you really see that the whole thing was a total conflict of interest to her political career on her own like there was no way at that point that anthony weiner was going to win the you know the mayor's seat and she still stuck around the marriage side, but she knew that she had to step away from the campaign. Cause she's like, well, why am I going to risk my political career that she had this very decorated career with Hillary Clinton at the time who they knew were going to pro- was probably going to run for president in the coming years. Um, I mean, that's, that's the, the hard part of the movie is watching like Huma Abedin, like it's, that's where it gets tough. It's yeah. pretty heartbreaking to watch her have to go through all this. I mean, that's when you start, that's when it's like, okay, this guy is not a good person because you couldn't put someone through all of that. Yeah. Well, he, he, he was as apologetic as he allowed himself to be, but I wouldn't consider him a very sorry guy to some people, at least on camera. But I will say there was a, a decent amount that they didn't show us. Yeah. But the amount that they did show us was incredible. The amount of access that these two videographers were given into mm-hmm. this whole thing is, you know, I could only describe it as incredible. Um, these guys were in the room when they were getting calls about the news coming out yeah. about his other affair, the second one that came out around, you know, eight weeks before election time. They were in the room during that and in the room for several meetings around that time that were very, very like, you know, critical meetings that yeah. like were very private. Uh, I was just sh- honestly, I was I was take- that's the thing that I enjoyed the most about the movie because I you really did feel like you were a fly on the wall during this whole completely. Yeah. You know, during I mean, this it's, whole it's, thing. It's an amazing documentary. Yeah. One of the seriously, one of the best yeah. I've seen. I. It's also a great look into like early 2010s New York. Oh yeah, it was like just like it was definitely like a hustle bustle time back then, when like that was like an interesting time because it was before all these like gross condos were sprouting out everywhere, mm. but it was still like pretty modern. So it was kind of like the, and it was like right kind of before gentrification really hit. Gotcha. So it still had that edge, but it still feels similar watching it now to what it is now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, my favorite part was looking through. You could tell the timeline based on the phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, at the beginning of the movie, the early clips, he was using a flip phone. Yeah, like you're he, right. seriously, he was a BlackBerry. He was using, yeah. you know, and then toward the end, they had all had iPhone fours. Yeah, um, it was just very interesting, like watching the evolution of that and just seeing, yeah, the video quality too. It was very, it was very interesting. I love documentaries that have that sort of gritty. Kind of, he's, you know, always has the DSLR in hand, just taking mm-hmm. videos, you know, some messy focusing stuff, some, but that shows that it's like good storytelling that you're able to look past like the quality type stuff. Yeah. Some overexposed shots, 
some shots where literally, you know, they start talking there in the middle of zooming in, in the middle of the shot, like not yeah. quite focused until the shot's almost over. Like all that sort of little things. It just shows that it's such a great story if you could really, you know, throw it I'm away. I'm actually just remembering, I completely forgot about this. Um, my friend James, his mom is like a photographer. And I remember him telling me this story when I think he saw the documentary. Yeah, he actually was the one who recommended me watch this documentary like years ago. Mm. Anyway, he told me that his mom was hired as a photographer for this big charity event. I think it was, it might've been like uh, the food bank. It was some like thing for uh, homeless people in New York. And Anthony Weiner was like the, one of the main backers and he was there. Like he like did it all. And I guess his mom was like trying to get pictures of him. And he was like, no, I don't, I don't want to like be seen as like doing this. I don't want to like make it about me. Just get everything else. Wow. So that's when it's like, you realize like, man, this guy was such a good person in some aspects of his life. And then so not in others. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, okay. Real question. I mean, I'm not saying he's a, I I don't think he's a bad person at all. It's just like, uh, it's just like. Yeah, like, I don't Damn. know. I think a lot of people have that. They just have, like, they have this one flaw that they just can't get over. They just can't it's sad, it. though. But he really was, I still am not, I still don't agree that he should have been hit for this. What do you mean? Like, I don't know. Like, now, I'm. he just can't shake this reputation he's yeah, built for himself. And I think it's almost blatant, like, political like targeting almost like, I don't yeah. know. Like it was a very obvious thing. The combination of him having, you know, the last name Wiener and, you know, talking to women online, doing this whole thing. I mean, what if he wasn't married? Well, yeah, that's what he was kind of talking about toward the end of the movie. Yeah. It, it probably still would have been just, it, people would have, it would have been just as much. Well, it would have been that. spun in a similar way, I think. And he would yeah. have to, you know, but I don't know. It's, I don't think he's, I wouldn't even call him a bad person. I wouldn't even no, call him a bad politician. Like, well, you know, no, he's definitely not. So I don't know. I just, that's like the saddest part of this movie. I mean, you know, yeah, I, he has this one flaw that's really doesn't affect anyone except his, his wife yeah. and his kid. And they really leaned into it being about trust. But I just think it's just, I don't know. There's this weird, it's, I think it has to do with kind of like the Christianity element of America, mm-hmm. you know, like the, you know, swearing on the Bible, that sort of element. I think the weird, the weird obsession we place in matrimony comes out in very interesting ways in our society. Like this is one of those things. Like, you know, I wonder if he did something a little less blatantly going against those Christian values, if it would have been as much of a, like a hit piece on his personality. Like well, it definitely w- wouldn't be because there's so many politicians that get away with so, so much, much more worse. evil things yeah. than this. Like what if instead of this, he, you know, embezzled some money from something yeah. or something like that. Or, you know, like, yeah. you know, he went to that uh, charity and he stole money from it or something like yeah. that. I wonder if people would have forgiven that more than this weird, like anti-matrimony is, thing. Yeah. And this is also, I mean, there's just shame around sexual promiscuity. Promiscuity. I don't know how to pronounce that. But yeah, like. Anything like I mean, it was to me. It's the same thing as Louis C.K. Why does yeah? Well, why does it? Why does Aziz Ansari totally get away with a woman giving a full account of how he like borderline raped her? Eh. But I'm just saying, if you have a if you have a problem with that, uh, that's fine. But you 
sorry, if you don't have it, there's an argument for that too. But I'm saying, how did he get away with that? And Louis C- the reason Louis C.K. got in so much trouble is because we have like this weird thing like, oh, masturbating. It's like gross. Well, yeah, of course. And it's like icky. And it's the same with this. Like almost, I bet if he, he had just cheated on his wife, that probably would have actually been spun better. Mm. The fact that it was like pictures of himself, it was like, ugh, it's like creepy. Anything like that is what is really bad. Yeah. 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 I think the there's a big uh, focus on the fact that there's physical like evidence, like something yeah. tangible, like you could literally. You I know. mean, then it also does get back to the like, why does this even matter to be mayor of New York City? Well, all this shit, it man. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is also a very we have a different perspective. I hate using this. Maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, living in like a, a post Trump America, like this view we have as 21 year olds on politics right now is very different than a 20 year old or 21 year old in 2013. I think. Yeah. But I think it'd be the same thing if this happened now. Sure. But I don't know though. I don't know if it'd be exactly the same. I mean, look at what, you know, look at the things that came out about politicians during this span, like uh, the Senator that called AOC like a bitch when she was coming, you know, walking Mm -hmm. on the, on the stairs of Capitol Hill. Yeah. Like, and then she goes in front of, you know, all of Congress and delivers this speech, which I thought was a great speech. And then there's still people out there who are like AOC is like pond scum and like like they take this, you know, pe- people taking the side of the person. Like, I wonder if, if that happened in 2013. I wonder what people would have said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think- know what you mean. I just think. I don't know if this happened now, probably the same sort of deal. Actually, no, actually hold up. It would be worse now. Cause oh, yeah, even though yeah. politicians yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, can get yeah, away yeah. with more. Come on. Also second follow-up question. Do you think he would have got away with it if he was a Republican running for office? I mean, no. obviously not in New York city, no. but if he was a Republican politician no. and this whole thing happened, you don't think even so? Even worse because think about it then you're well, there is a lot of Christian hypocrisy, but still I don't think like, Christian Republican voters could get behind this. Yeah, you might be right. I don't. Well, I mean, it's funny because you were talking about this, like the Trump thing. I, I still go back to the thing of like, there was there was so much evidence, undeniable evidence here, and at least with Trump, it's pretty much undeniable evidence. But you can, you know, well, yeah. Christian voters can still say like, well, I don't know, it's just one person's word against the other, or yeah. even if it's a hundred people's word against the other. There were there were but, no pictures of Trump with Stormy Daniels. That's what I'm saying. Like so it's yeah. like this, man. I don't know. I think it is just so interesting. I mean, Trump had so many. What was it? Four marriages or something like that, which is like totally yep. against you know the Christian thing as well. But yeah, now. I don't know. It's hard to say with all these things, it, you know, with all the hypotheticals and all that. But it is, in my opinion, very interesting the way it turned out for him and the way it turned so quickly. He went from leading to dropping yeah. 15 points in a matter of a week yeah. when that second news thing came out. I mean, I know if he was mayor right now, New York City would be an infinitely better place. I agree. I, I think, I, I you know, it would still be shut down, too. It's just, a, yeah, it's just a shame that. It was in a way a little eerie watching this whole thing going on and knowing that like in 2013, like what they were deciding was huge. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. I mean, Cause that's also the problem. Once you're mayor, you almost are guaranteed another term because they don't. The Democratic Party won't put someone up and it's so hard for a Republican to win. Yeah. I mean, no one wanted de Blasio again, but there was no one really to beat him. Yeah. No, the whole thing's crazy. Yeah. And then now... I don't know. I, I almost feel like 
if nothing else, this whole time has taught me that like maybe we should put more faith in our selection of our politicians. It shouldn't be well as frivolous for mayor. It's huge. Cause I mean, look at, look at where we are right now. I mean, who would have guessed that this is where we'd be like, even in 2013, I would have laughed almost like a 13 year old me saying that this would, would uh, the world we'd be living in now. And that selection right there. I mean, it started a career uh, of, you know, of this mayor and it just continued on and on. And now, yeah. I mean, it's funny because like people make fun of local politics, but it is kind of the thing that actually affects. Oh yeah, are most. you kidding me? Yes, I agree. People make so much. People are like, oh, you know, typical local politics, like all this shit. Yeah. But in reality, like, what is going on in the federal? I mean, the yeah. whole the way Trump dealt with the coronavirus, it was all like, states, you states. guys do your thing. Yeah. And people yeah, don't I mean, even I, even give a fuck about those elections. I mean, man. as a kid, the thing that affected me most that the city council did was that they started filling in concrete holes in my street, which made me when I walk, when I would walk home late, there wouldn't be rats everywhere. And then Mm. at the election, I literally saw weeks after rats going everywhere again, because they elected new people. It's like crazy when you actually see concrete, no pun intended evidence (laughs) of like something like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Wow. I didn't. Yeah. I've, I've never had that direct, of a, yeah, because um, when I was a little kid, there was rats all the time. Then there wasn't for like eight years, and now they're like back. But the sad thing, though, too, is that they could have been making those sort of moves to get reelected. You know what I mean? Yeah. That happens all the time, too. You see very big right. changes right still, before election season. But, I mean, I yeah. like the constant election thing with, you know, congressmen and stuff like that. I think it really keeps people kind of in line, you know, in yeah. line. You know, there's certain ideologies that say that they should do the same thing with judges. But the issue yeah. is that if you do that with judges, then they start making oh, different moves oh, right wow. before. That's the reason why they have lifetime terms. Oh, that's really interesting. Because if like, let's say you have a judge and they're elected like every five years, that fourth or fifth year that they're in office, you know, or in, I guess, on wow, the judges. I always seat, wondered why that was the case, but that makes sense. It makes them more unbiased because they don't have to worry about losing their job if people don't agree with their moves. But that's why it's like yeah. crazy when, you know, But really by that logic, you, <laughs> it should be the same for politicians because those are decisions you could argue are almost just as important. Well, true. No, true. But, but obviously you can't. Yeah. It's, yeah. But if you give those people life sentences, yeah. then when things change, you know, when yeah. things change, yeah. you know, but I don't know. But all this stuff is very interesting. And like seeing this side of politics mm-hmm. was very interesting to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, because uh, I was a proud I was a proud Yang supporter. Back in the day. He might win, um, man. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I hope someone's making a documentary about Sir Andrew I like, Yang. I, I like him. Um, I, I know we both sound like such tech bros supporting him, but dude, it's I. anytime you see someone very passionate about politics, like, look, I, I didn't I didn't think Bernie could have won. I just didn't think the world was ready for that, that style of progressiveness, mm. but... You have to admit, even if you didn't agree with everything you were saying, it is very incredible, incredible to watch. To watch. Really inspiring. Someone passionate, their whole political career about about politics and about, you know. I mean, I said I, I, I think I'll I don't think I'll ever see another candidate like Bernie. I remember when I was 16, I was just like, wow, this is like incredible. Like to see someone like this. And then, you know, we like threw him away pretty much. But, oh, yeah. But I don't think he would have won against Trump. I think he would have, but 
I mean, you know, I'd li- I think in our age, like the people I mean, especially around if us, they stole the election like they did. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> you heard it here first, here, folks. We figured it out. Um, but yeah, no, shit's crazy. I think we're we're in such a weird time with everything. Um, I definitely think that once the world opens up again, people won't be looking at politics as much anymore. And I think that that's when the real crime is going to happen, no matter who's in office. I think that things are going to kind of slip by us in ways that we didn't Mm -hmm. let it happen while we were all locked at home, like glued on the TV, glued on the phone. Because when everything opens up, I think people are going to be excited to go back out there, excited to get back to work and stuff like that. And stuff is just going to immediately slip by. Yeah, well, yeah, I could see that. Because money and politics, man, no matter who, no matter what ideology is is taking the cake in the office, you're going to have the lobbyists really controlling. And it's something that isn't talked about enough well, that, during I mean, these that's, elections. That's the, one, that's the number one reason I voted for Bernie no matter what. It's because he's literally the only politician we've had in like the modern age that just straight up just said, sorry, I'm not going to accept money from these, these giant corporations. Which is crazy. It's just know? so much bigger than I think really anyone realizes oh no of course it's i remember huge. people being like well show me an example of like hillary changing her and it's like there's literally hundreds that it's so obvious yeah and all of them obama booker even like yeah like chuck schumer you look at like who's donating to him that's oh it. you could see yeah. yeah oh my gosh yeah you could literally look up their spreadsheets of all of them yeah. Like during the whole net neutrality thing like it tells you exactly how much each senator took to decline it yeah and there's like because they're all over the age of 60 like you have like 78 year old guys like taking a hundred bucks to say no and shit like that and some people taking six thousand seven thousand eight thousand dollars um just it's just disgusting man that well and also it it's a big thing though that's one of the drawbacks of the every two years thing because you have these politicians in office, they don't know if they're going to get reelected or not. They don't know if they're going to keep this stable kind of income and this sort mm-hmm. of thing. So they probably that probably makes them more tempted to take the money from the lobbyists because it's like a guaranteed yeah. like bonus, basically. Oh yeah, definitely. So I don't know. Maybe these politicians should be paid more so that they're less tempted to yeah, take they little bits of that. money. Come on, they would still do that. No, you're right. But I don't know. Just wait, little ways, you know. Yeah. If they're paid more, maybe. I think there should just be law. I mean, Bernie talked about it all the time. Just laws prohibiting. There should be a cap on uh, campaign contributions. Yeah. No, that's a I mean, great. Most countries have that. I know. Anyway, you got a rating? Yeah. Fuck. Right. It's so hard to choose a rating. I think I got a good one. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to say eight point two. Wow. Might be a tad high, but it's I don't know, it's a pretty good movie. Yeah, I I, I was gonna go mid, almost mid eight. Oh yeah, I'll go eight point four. Yeah, I mean last movie, I, I think I gave an eight two last movie. I don't remember. Yeah, I think you did. But I'm going yeah eight point four. Yeah. Obviously, we recommend it. Um, this is one of the more different movies we've we've never really looked at a documentary before. Yeah. Uh, and I love documentaries. I'm a big documentary guy. So um, this this movie really did impress me because um, that's what it's about, man. It's about those captivating stories like documentaries, you know. Yeah. And uh, I was glued to the screen for the whole thing, even when the shit got hard, <laughs> even when it was hard to watch. You're watching a guy's career, livelihood and marriage all slip through his fingers over something he did. 
Yeah, fairly it's funny recently, too when you watch the clip we watched last. Oh week, yeah, I was going to so talk about that. Much not. It's not funny. Yeah, it's just it's not funny. Because at that point he just had lost it. Yeah, because in the context that clip we watched last week, in context of the whole story, was like you thought for almost a minute he was in an upswing again and he could turn it around. Like, well, maybe. I didn't think he was going to win at that. You know, you like, obviously I knew, turn, but yeah. like I didn't think that. And then there was, was this stuff. He just yeah. Yeah, and it was like a little fight. That really didn't mean anything at all for him to win. Yeah. But he was just so fed up at everything going on that he just snapped. I love like the old Orthodox Jew. He goes, why didn't he just walk away? It was going all right. Yeah. <laughs> and really, that's like the message of the whole movie. That's why what we were all thinking stop, about. You know? Yeah. Now, to end it, because uh, we're going to end here, folks. But uh, to end to end this, I have one last question, I guess. Yeah. Do you think if he walked away then... When that second one came out, or even a little before, and didn't run for mayor, do you think he could have saved his political career? No. You think that just he dug himself a hole and it was just bound to get pushed in? Well, there's no third chances in life. (laughs) Well, I guess, but if he just if he all right, let's look at it. So he you're saying resign then? Yeah, or Or if he just didn't run for mayor, step away from the campaign. Yeah. I mean. And then what, run like eight years later or something? Yeah. Push off his second. Because he is a young guy at this point. He's not. Too, he wouldn't be too old to run for mayor. Yeah, no, it's not an age thing. I, I think maybe he could have run again, but I don't think he would have won. You think he needed that kind of momentum he already had? Yeah, because then it's also like, at that. yeah, then it's like another time and people would be like, uh, this again. Because this was like fresh. Well, right? I know. Yeah, this was like his whole thing was like lively, exciting. Again, it would just like, nah. I don't think it would have worked. I think he was screwed. I don't. Nah. Yeah, I don't. I like. I'm trying to think I, if there was any way of him for him to like get out of all this, and no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I probably agree with you. I, I think that if he spun it maybe a different way, especially in the times we have now, he might have been able to take a new angle on his campaign. Um, maybe even a similar angle to what Yang is going for now. This sort of like lively. He is. He obviously Yang is a. I'm pretty sure Yang is a much younger face than Wiener is now, in regards to age. Yeah, I think so. So even, I, you know what? There's. I don't know. I think there's a small chance if he had stepped out, gone to like a rehab thing. Nah. Actually, dude, I know. I think it's my impossible. Opinion, <laughs> my opinion with the rehab thing, like when you know he talked did about go that. To one. I mean, years after because he got caught again, even though he probably needed it as a political thing, it's not, suicide, not dude, because yeah. like that's like admitting to it. Like there's no escaping it at that point. Yeah. Like if Trump ended up going to rehab, like his supporters would have nothing to say. Yeah. Because it's like that means that he even accepts that he's a problem. So them denying it means nothing. You're right. So it's hard. But really watch this movie. Check it Straight out. Up, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize how many layers there was to yeah. this. I mean, I knew obviously about the sexting the women, and I knew about. I mean, dude, he accidentally posted like a dick pic on Twitter. That's how it all started. Uh, yeah. Yeah, don't sext if you're gonna run for mayor. Yeah, honest, in my opinion, don't sext at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a good look, really. Uh, Especially if you've never met the girl. Yeah. It, okay. That that was the other thing I was going to say. This is a horrible thing for me to say to end on. I'm sorry, guys. Please don't judge me. I've said a few things you could definitely highly judge me for on this episode, but I'm going to keep it going. My opinion is 
if you're gonna partially cheat, go all the way, man. Yeah. If you're gonna be the guy who's gonna sex six women while or six or more, that's just who we know. That's confirmed. He said maybe even up to ten. If you're gonna sex ten women when you're married, like you should just be going for. I mean, like at that point. Th- Everything is so documented on the internet. Like, they're going to find out. You might as well get the good part out of it because, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah, at that point, why not? Because <laughs> this, this poor guy threw his life away for a what-if scenario in his head. But I don't think he wanted to have sex with these women. Because if he did, he would have. I think you he really, just... Uh, yeah, I don't no, know. I think he just... Lo- Dude, He's he was like a... He, he easily could have cheated on his wife. No, he easily. No, you're right. He obviously just wanted the sex, which, which is I can't horrible. understand it. But you know, there's a lot of things that people do people for that love sort of stuff. That yeah. I just can't really get. I mean, Louis C.K. He didn't want to have sex with those women. He yeah, just no, you're right. Masturbate in front of them. Who knows? But anyway, guys, just uh, try not to do that stuff if possible. And if you are, he's going to help. come out way later. But I'm predicting the Chiefs' victory. Oh, yeah, this I'm is I'm saying this it's going to be 24 20. Also, uh, this is coming out. This is coming out after Valentine's Yeah, the first episode dropping yeah. on Valentine's Day. So I hope all you dumb fuckers had a good yeah. time on that. So. <laughs> anyway. The air of resentment. No, I'm not, I'm not disappointed at all. Anyway, uh, everyone have a good one. Thank you guys so much for watching. Yeah. And uh, fa fa fooey. Fa fa fooey. Go, Chiefs. <laughs>